you guys, and welcome back to the School Finesse Podcast. I'm your host, Amen. So are you done with finals? I know I'm not. I have a final today at 8 a.m., and my last one is tomorrow at 8 a.m. as well. Take the poll on our Twitter page, at School Finesse, and let us know when your finals are over. So have you been breezing through your exams, or are you struggling more than you thought? As you finish up your exams and you receive your grades, today we're talking about dealing with an exam grade that is lower than you expected. I've got some great tips from Stanford University in California, and then later on in the news fix, we'll talk about how you can win $100,000 if you can stay off your phone for an entire year. Before we get to it, here's a reminder. Follow us on Instagram at SchoolFinessePod and on Twitter and Facebook at SchoolFinesse. All right, here we go. How to deal with a final exam grade that is lower than you expected. These tips are brought to you by Stanford University. Did you know that Stanford University has a long history of fountain hopping? If you attend new student orientation and admit weekend, bring a swimsuit. You can get your feet wet by jumping in large water fountains around campus to create whirlwinds. All right, so we have three tips to keep in mind as you get your exams back. Number one, give it some time. Take a breather before you go shouting through the halls about how you're quitting school and never returning again. Stanford says, check out the Resilience Project to see how other students and professors have coped with temporary setbacks. A low grade on your exam may indeed be temporary. Just relax. We know you might have to readjust your schedule to take a winter summer class and may even have to push back your graduation. But please know this is not the end. There are professors, advisors, counselors, and coaches to help you along the way. Number two, Evaluate. The university says a grade lower than you have hoped isn't necessarily failing. Try to get a sense of what your grade really means and put it in perspective. Here are three items to consider depending on the information you have from the class. First, grade average. Did a professor share any information about medium grades or standard deviation? Compare your grade to those numbers rather than ideal 100%. Second, weighting. How much was the exam worth? And third, preparation. How did you prepare and was it effective? And then speaking of preparation, we have number three. Stanford University says a bad exam is pure gold when it comes to doing better. When you get your exam back, don't toss it in trash just yet. It's no fun to revisit, but if you go through the problems you've missed and rework them, you'll learn the concepts. While doing this, look for patterns to your mistakes to help you identify what to do differently next time. Were you moving too quickly and making careless errors? Did you misunderstand the questions? Did you apply the right concepts? And then in addition, reflect on your study strategies and the time you devoted to the class. You may need to change approaches to do better next time. Did you have a quiet study space? Did you have a good study group? Did you do practice problems? What can you try differently in the future? Be sure to reach out to academic advisors, professors, and coaches. These people have been at the school longer than you have and have an idea about scheduling, your transcript, and many aspects of college life. There you have it, three tips to recover from an exam disaster. These tips were brought to you by Stanford University. So before our news fix about winning $100,000, share this episode with two people who scored lower than they expected. Now on to the news fix. So last week, I heard about the vitamin water no phone for a year contest. The prize, $100,000. I went about researching for more information and Megan Cirillo from CBS News has all the details. Don't use your smartphone or anyone else's for a year and $100,000 may be yours. You can enter by sharing a post on Twitter or Instagram explaining what you would do with the extra time while you're not using your phone. You will be judged on originality, brand relevance, humor, and other factors. 
The official rules emphasize that if you use a smartphone for work or other commitments, you need not apply. If you cheat, you'll get caught, not because you'll have 24-7 surveillance cameras on you, but because you'll take a lie detector test to ensure that you followed all contest rules. If you're wondering about keeping in touch with your family and friends, you're covered. You'll be allowed a 1996-type phone for emergencies. And if you don't last the full year, well, if you last nine months, you'll get $10,000. People are already on Twitter and Instagram talking about how they would spend extra time to volunteer in a community, spend time with their friends, their children, and their family members. So you go on, share posts with vitamin water, and let them know what you would do if you're left without a smartphone for a year. Make sure you tag vitamin water because they're hosting the event. You can get more info on winning the $100,000 from Megan Cirillo in her CBS News article. You can find a link to that article and other sources from today's episode in our description box on anchor.fm slash schoolfinesse. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at schoolfinessepod and on Twitter and Facebook at schoolfinesse. Be sure to comment, like, subscribe, and share with a friend so you both can succeed together. Always remember, tune in every Monday morning for a new tip on how you can finesse your way through school. Until next time, I'm your host, Amen, signing off.